Welcome to You Need a Coach, Bitch. I'm your host, Chris Hale. I'm a certified life coach and coach instructor. I'm also a master dance educator and self-proclaimed Zenial Pop Diva. Every week, I bring you a conversation to help you harness your inner authority by popping the patriarchy and crafting the life of your dreams. Are you ready to unleash your inner creator? Let's go. What is up, you fierce fucking rock stars? How are we doing today? I'm doing great. I actually just came back from a massage. Um, It's not even my usual appointment. I booked an extra. I get a massage every other week. And that is just part of my self-care routine. Um, As most of you know, I was a dancer. Got a lot of residual shit going on in this body. And, you know, I'm trying to heal it. So I go every other week, but I booked myself an extra one this week, and I'm so grateful that I did. I needed it so bad. There's just been a lot of energy, extra extra energy floating around that it really helped to kind of just zone out for that hour. I mean, he beat me the fuck up. Don't get me wrong. This guy, though, is amazing, and he's like completely reorganizing my body, just patterns and things that have been there for such a long time that... You know, I think I started seeing him in 2018. And so there was definitely a little like span of time in there when we were all in the lockdowns where I couldn't see him, but I've been seeing him pretty consistently since 2018. And, and the work is paying off. So it's slow, right? Re, repatterning anything, right? Like a lot of the work that we do here with coaching with our minds is all about, you know, new neural pathways, new thought patterns, new thought like thought habits. And any of that work takes time. So to see the evolution, he gets really excited too about like what are the changes he's seeing in my body because it makes him feel good about um the results we're getting together. So anyway, that's what I did today and now I'm here with you. And it's the end of August and for a lot of us, that does mean that you're about to get busier, um, especially if you're a parent, right? Any of my clients who are parents, like there's a there's there's an uptick, right? The summer feels a little freer for some of us, for some parents. I mean, some parents, their kids are very scheduled throughout the summer, but for a lot of families, they see that as a moment to kind of drop away from the intense scheduling and going into this, you know, fall season can mean more things on our plate. But also, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, you can also just like get inspired by the change in season. Um, Because we're so conditioned by these like time constructs that we've created, um, that like out of habit, you can have this uptick in our desire to get shit done triggered by this time of year. So that's totally cool. So it's up to you whether you want to challenge that conditioning or not. A good reason to challenge it is if you find yourself shooting on yourself, if you have all of these expectations and demands on your time because you quote unquote should be getting more done at this time, or you're like freaking out because it's quarter four and you haven't hit your goals and you start telling yourself all this nonsense about the significance of the end of the year approaching and like you're 
tempted to start beating yourself up if you don't meet your goals, right? Because you've set this like imaginary time frame that you've committed to. Like these are not great reasons <laughs> um, to decide to make this time of year significant. But as I say with any anything, it really just depends on you, right? If you feel good thinking those thoughts and they actually motivate you, yay for you. But most of us, when we start shitting on ourselves, it's really demotivating and we actually get less done than if we actually sat down and thought about what we want to do. But (laughs) that work is not actually what this episode is about. (laughs) It's not doing that work. It's not doing the work on deciding whether or not you want, like how you want to think about things. Today, I'm going to teach you how to actually get shit done. So you can interrogate your reasons and decide if you like them or not on your own, or you can work with me and we can do it together. That's one of the things I do with my clients is really look at our whys. So when it comes to actually accomplishing things in our lives and why you're not getting more of what you want to get done accomplished, we're going to focus on a couple of things. One aspect is going to be your thinking. And the other part is going to be probably because you never actually made a plan to get things done. And the reason you probably didn't make a plan is going to circle back to your thinking. (laughs) So all problems are thought problems. And we also can take some action in order to help ourselves along, right? As creatives, we want things to feel like they are in flow, We want to feel inspired and we want to feel like things are just like vibing, but we also want that immediately. And the problem with this is that unless you are having a hit of inspiration, which is really more rare and kind of elusive, the actual flow state that you're desiring takes time to achieve, which like anything we are working to shift, things are going to kind of feel worse before they feel better. Because you're going to need to learn how to sit with yourself in discomfort, right? In a distraction-free place for like 10 to 15 minutes before you'll actually enter into that flow state. So what we're doing when we do this is we're building up our tolerance for negative emotion. And I think one of the like most perfect creative examples is writing. Um, It has to become like a daily practice if you ever want to get the thing written, I've heard this from so many people, but most people don't ever make that commitment because they sat down one day, it didn't feel right, right? It didn't, they didn't feel inspired and they let themselves get up and they never returned to it again. So this is where planning comes in. And you can use this method that we're going to talk about today to plan re- literally your entire life. Um, Or you can use it like just for specific projects. But my advice is to start with this framework and you apply it to your, to everything. And then you go back and adjust as needed. We want to learn from this process. It's not about getting it right the first time. It's about trying it out, seeing what works and doesn't work, and then making those adjustments afterwards. And another reason is because like, right, as creatives, we're so prone to distraction, So we're like always chasing this like the shiny, pretty thing. 
that's going to give us like a dopamine hit. And it can be even more compounded if you, like so many of my clients are neurodivergent, right? I have a, several clients who have like ADD, ADHD, and we talk a lot about managing distraction. So if we use this process to kind of like constrain and put everything into a calendar and make a plan, then we're preparing ourselves for like how we're going to handle the desire to like divert to something that's shiny and pretty and more inspiring in the moment instead of staying with the thing that we said we were going to get to completion. So this is how it works. I go into this like really in depth with my clients, but I'm going to give you like just kind of the overview and like try applying it to your life and you can see what comes up and you can learn about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. See if it actually improves your ability to get things to fruition. So how it works is at the start of each week, you're going to sit down and you're going to collect all the things you want to get done into one place. So list out all of the projects, et cetera, that you've been trying to hold in your head. Go to your text messages, your emails, anywhere else you might be getting communication about projects that are work-related, that have deadlines, any requests on your time, like from the outside world. Um, This all goes on the list. If you have a creative project that you're working on, you want to list out all the steps and decide which ones you're going to be scheduling this week. Then you're going to go to your calendar, and I use an actual paper planner, but you can use an app, um, whatever you want. Just make sure it's not too complicated, um, because if you're here, (laughs) then you're probably the kind of person that will spend more time getting lost in the intricacies of figuring out this, like the all the cool features of the new time scheduling program, and not actually getting shit done. Right? We want simple. That would probably just be another distraction that would prevent you from creating the result you want, but give you the reward of getting something done. Right? So you would get to feel accomplished, but you are no closer to your goal. So we want to make sure we're not having any of that happening. Because like this is just like chasing dopamine. There's a reward to figuring out the complex scheduler. So you feel satisfied, but like your book, for instance, is no closer to being done. Next step is now that you have your list, you're going to give everything a place to live on your calendar. This is so important because we can only hold so many things in our brains. And you don't want to be using your brain power to keep track of your calendar. You want it cleared out so that you have access to all the wisdom and creativity that's in there. Making your mind the keeper of your calendar is not the best use for it. It also doesn't work, right? Like, I've tried this for years where I'm just like, oh, yeah, keeping a running tab in my head. And literally, I lose track of things. There's no way to like keep it all in there. So this is going to mean for most of you that you have to have a place that you'd like keep a running list of things that occur to you while you're like washing the dishes or in the shower, watching Netflix with your bae, right? Like I keep a note on my phone and then I have a written list on my desk, right? We don't want to have like random bits of post-its or pieces of paper that have things that are like not organized. We want to keep them in easily accessible places where we can write down things when they occur to us. And that they're easily findable when it's time to like compile our list for the week. Now, I highly recommend scheduling your free time first. When are you spending time with the people in your life? When are you having time to just think freely and play? I've dedicated puzzle time to the morning. So 
Like I sit and have my coffee and do puzzles. That is like sacred time for me. Whatever you want, that goes in the calendar first. Because we need to like flip the script on hustle culture, right? This like goes double for my people who are building businesses. You do not need to be working like 12 to 20 hours a day. But it's easy to do that, especially in the beginning. It's easy to like devote more time to your business than is really necessary. Now that we have all the free time in, the next thing I really want you to do is to think about the way you like to work. When are you most like ripe with creative ideas? And when does your energy dip? When do you have less access to intense focus? This is important because your business or process should look like you. You do not need to model it after whatever structure you've been indoctrinated into. For instance, I was recently coaching someone that liked to work first thing, but she told herself that she was supposed to be doing like her like personal internal work and her reflection and her self-coaching first thing in the morning because that was what her mentors said and that's what worked for her mentors. But for her, she felt like it would be more useful to do that work when she was getting ready to kind of shift gears midday and to actually work at 6 a.m. because that's when she felt most eager to do it. So for some of you, it's going to be like corporate structures and ideologies about productivity that you'll need to shed. And again, that's kind of stuff that we would coach on if we were working together one-on-one. But you can do this on your own and just kind of think about what are the things, like how am I telling myself my workday should look and where did that come from and do I want to keep it, right? Those are all great questions to ask yourself. So now that you've decided what works for you, you're going to start to slot things in to your schedule based on when it's the best time for you to do them. So like if a task that requires focus It's going to have to go in a time that you have most access to that. If it's something that doesn't need a lot of focus, right, and you can kind of, and doesn't need a lot of your energy, then you want to slot it in at those times when you have less energy. Makes sense, right? Now, if you are working several jobs, you know, you're going to have to get creative about like the time that you have access to, to focus on the things that are outside of that job. And you can still do the same process though, right? So it's like if you work until four and then you have four until eight, like look at those like hour by hour by hour and how are you going to divide up that time and really think about like what are the peaks and the valleys of your energy and focus in those hours. It can work for any amount of time, any time frame, because our energy does like it does wax and wane as we go through moment to moment. So you might just have to do a little bit of like um, investigative work first to kind of track your energy cycles and your focus cycles, but you can totally do that. Now, this is the most important thing about when you calendar. You're going to decide ahead of time how long something is going to take. And yes, you absolutely can do that. For all of you out there who are like, I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to take. Think about it. When someone else gives you a deadline, you don't say, I'm not sure if I can get it done in that time. You meet the deadline. So you can meet it for yourself. And if you don't meet it, it's not a big deal. You're just going to adjust. You were just wrong about the amount of time. I want to caution you against giving yourself more time. And I also want to caution you, caution you against giving yourself too little time, right? Some of us like high achievers here, we're like, oh, I, I can do everything in like 40 minutes. And it's like, no, actually you can't. So we want to be realistic, um, but not like give ourselves more time than we need. 
You'll figure it out. And so then all you do is you just keep like scheduling things until the list is empty. Now, for some things you might be going ahead, right? So some of the longer term projects that maybe you put on your list, maybe you have to schedule those out a few weeks, but that's okay, right? Um, They'll end up being part of what you look at when you go to schedule that week. So say something's three weeks out, you're sitting down for that first hour of your week, whether it's like Sunday evening, Monday morning, whenever you want to take this time, like make sure it's dedicated, make sure it's consistent, but you're going to look at that week and anything that's already scheduled, right? Like doctor's appointments, stuff for the kids, whatever, you're going to have to schedule around that. Now, this is the fun part. You get to throw away the lists and just work off the calendar you created. And for our brains who like are seeking that reward and sort of seeking that dopamine hit, the way we're going to schedule it is we're going to focus on the result we're going to create in that time. So if we go back to the example of writing, it's not just write for an hour. We'd be very specific about it. I will have chapter three outlined, or I will have completed 2,000 words. However, whatever you want to get done in that hour, that's what you're going to put as the, what you're doing for that time, right? Not just the vague task of writing. So that at the end of that time, you will have a result. That's the shiny thing. That's the reward. Now, <laughs> I do have to mention that you may have some resistance to obeying your calendar when the time comes. And I want you to know that this is completely expected. You're making a change and our brains hate change. Your brain really thinks it's easier to keep going through life aimlessly, trying to keep track of everything mentally and dropping a lot of balls. And while that is easier because it's what you are used to, it's not accounting for all the mind drama that you have when you're consistently falling short of your goals. That is not easy. That fucking sucks. There's nothing easy about once again proving to yourself that you are not able to commit to yourself. This whole process is actually about your relationship with you. And you have an opportunity to, to build the kind of trust in yourself that everyone else has in you. One of the biggest things I work with my clients on is their ability to show up for others, but not for themselves. So like, how would it feel if you started to commit to you? If you started prioritizing your wants above others? It's going to be a little scary at first, but eventually you'll start to be able to rely on you in a way that you have never had access to before. And you'll get the benefit of actually creating the life you want instead of just dreaming about it. That's the beauty of having a plan. And I want you to think really quickly about, you know, your relationship with the things you've wanted to get done. So often people will say to me, well, I just like, I didn't get anything done this week. And I'm like, well, what did you have planned to get done? And they're like, actually nothing. I didn't plan to get anything done. I'm like, well, so there we go. Right. And planning doesn't have to be this like big, scary thing. This system is really simple. Don't let it get complicated in your brain. Write out the list. Decide when you're going to do the things on your calendar. Manage your mind when the time comes up to do it. And your asshole of a brain is like, oh, but like watching Netflix would be more fun. Or, oh, working on this other thing would be more fun. Just be like, yes, it might be more fun. But right now what we're doing is this. Do that for a couple of weeks. And see the kind of confidence you build by being someone who shows up and does what they said they were going to do. All right, friends, have a great week. If you are loving the podcast, it's time to put a ring on it. 
It would mean the world to me if you would do one or all of these things. First off, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or all the places podcasts are available if you want to be extra. While you're there, giving a five-star rating and leaving a review would be epic. And lastly, spreading the love by sharing your favorite episode would be beyond. Thanks, love. We'll talk soon.